It's almost Valentine's Day. There's only one way to get your girlfriend in the mood. That's getting her listening to the pod notes. Hello, guys. Well, Hello, everyone. Good evening. Hello, everyone. And in the room today, we've got Duffy. We've got Flynn. Cugsy. Call myself Whiteside. And we've got two special guests, which is Luke and Luke from the Scouts Ramblers. Scouts Ramblers. Scouts Ramblers. How are we doing, lads? You okay? Hello, boys. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having nice Right, so let's just spin right into things. Okay. Your backstory. How did you just meet and how did you develop the Scouts Ramblers? Yeah, where he's from. Okay, so the Scouts Ramblers, it, it started as just a... Me and Paul, one of the good lads who's not here today, and one of his mates, we went on a walk and we were all carrying a bit more timber at that point. And one of the lads just went, well, like the fat ramblers here. <laughs> and it sort of just triggered a little thing. As we're going along and we're talking, we thought, well, we should start a little page and all it was really at the beginning was to just put all our pictures on because we were doing all these walks and you'd end up with a million pictures on your phone and just a place to store them, basically. So in five, six, seven, eight years' time, whatever, you can go back on and, and see but all the Where was your first walk? So my personally, I got into it pretty late. My first walk was just up Movama. Uh, I think that's where the scouts are starting. Yeah. It. The other lads had done a lot more stuff, done like wild camping and all that, and I'd, I'd never really been into it, the outdoorsy stuff. But he got me involved, and he, yeah, up Movama was my first one, and I thought it was dead hard and dead tough. My legs were aching at the end, and you got to go for a bevy and some food at the end, so a pint. So that was always a good thing, and then it just sort of builds. It becomes quite addictive then. Once you've done it once, that so, you get the bug for it. Were you all mates and did anyone join the group? So, so I've only really met Luke a year and a half, two years ago now. About two years, something yeah. like that. So just, again, through, so our other mate Paul, he's quite heavily involved with it, who's not here today. He knew a, a, a lad he used to work with, his mates with Cash. And then we all just got together one day, went on a walk, and that's where we, we met, and we haven't been able to get rid of him since, to be honest. <laughs> so, you're, <laughs> so, so you're all local, are you? Yeah, yeah so Crocky... Um, Cash Heighton, and then I, I'm in Fazach, in Fazachly, so right, okay. all pretty local. And how many of you are there? There's three of you. So there's, there's three or four that do the main page, three of us really, us two and Paul, yeah. and then we have an outside group who get involved with the walks and stuff. Yeah. So there's, there can be up to. Yeah, we've got a good little firm, like yeah. different people, like, cause I reckon there's probably about 30 different people. So it's like a, Wu, like a hiking version of Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what it is, mate. That's yeah. the vibe we're yeah. going yeah. for. And yeah. it's just one of them, like, if you'll share to date and say, look, here's where we're going. Anyone fancy it and can end up with 10, 12 people, or might stand up with two or three people one day. That's cool. Your great. Instagram page is uh, that's what drew me to asking you the question about do yeah. you want to come on the pod? Because some of the places you've been are actually phenomenal. So, have you got a favorite place that you've been? Would you say what's your favorite? That, in this hard, country, we'll say because we know Luke that you're part of the international arm of the business, <laughs> but we'll go in the UK for now. I think mine in this country. Probably just a dead short walk going up by Blink Catherine up in the lakes. Um, I think my favourite's probably up around Scotland, though. Yeah. If you had to pick one place to just go and stay any amount of time, it'd be Scotland. Yeah. Um, and just in general, because there's that much sort of unspoiled beauty and it's difficult yeah. to get to. And I think that's it, it's a little bit more remote. So <clears throat> I think one of the biggest draws from most people who are into that kind of stuff is you like the remoteness elements of it where you, you just out of the way. And a lot of it you can just switch off, like switch your phone off. And even if you don't switch your phone off, you don't got a signal half the time anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. I think most people who are into that, that's what they like about it, that kind of solitude of being out of the way. That does also apply in Egbert. The phones doesn't work there either. <laughs> they don't work yeah. fucking anywhere. Yeah. 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 Anywhere for that. Yeah. For yeah. that matter. Like. What about you, Luke? But do you have I'd a say favorite? I'd say probably the favourite one I've done for a couple of reasons was uh, we did went up a route called Stride and Edge up to the top of Hell Um 
it's on like a bit of a ridge. No, it's, it's that Lake District, how Lake District, yeah. yeah. I've been up, I've been up before, like an easier route basically, but this one's probably not as extreme as some of the walks, but you're still on a bit of a ridge, and I struggle with heights a little bit, and so I've sort of gone from the simple patch in Snowdon, my head's fallen off a little bit, and then just over time by going regularly, I got to the point where that was like quite a big thing for me to be able to do with the likes of Cashier. He'll walk along edges and with my palms just sweating, just looking at him and he's like skipping <laughs> along. I like you say when you're doing scrambling and stuff. I've seen should... some of the pictures of like people like on the edge of yeah. giant boulders on the top of cliffs and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's you, is yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, and my head falls off big time if I go too close to the edge, but you say like when you're scrambling, you should have three points of contact for safety at all time. I go for like seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got knees I'm literally just lying on the, on the rock just trying to shuffle up a little bit and he's like just stand up mate they, they just stood next to me but that's that edge was a big one for me because I sort of built it up and you know built my confidence up over it and it was a boss day we met a couple of girls at the bottom dinner who were doing the, the same route they jumped on with us that nice sunny weather just had a boss day with me do you know, know yeah. what gets me about when you go on them walking routes everyone's like oh hello yeah. Good, good afternoon. So and I have to say that though. Like, I, I remember one of my mates and his little lad, <clears throat> and um, obviously the areas where all from, they're not like them kind of areas where you, you bump into people in the streets and everyone says, Oh, I hear all right. Yeah. No, quite the opposite. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, you get, get a lot of people who just go, Oh, look at them. They look sketchy. Uh. But he actually said one day when, when we were out, he, he went, No, oh, it's mad about here. He went, Like, everyone I ever see, they're just dead nice. They're all like, Here, all right. How are you doing? And stuff. He went, Don't get none of that round ours. He was like, that's why you get loads of people coming out here, lad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that about the outdoors, the outdoors set. If you like the, the people who are, you're all there for the same reason. So everybody's ninety nine percent of people are respecting the environment. Ninety nine percent of people are obeying the code, and they'd support you if you were in trouble. You know they'd help you out. The only thing is, John's outdoor set probably all wear like. You know, ankle length barber coats. Uh, they have like <laughs> dogs go hunting. Yeah. That's Tory middle class <laughs> public school boy. Like, so, talking about sound people, we always say that on the podcast, don't we? Where would you say you've met people like in an area where they're the most sound, they're the nicest people? Would you say there's any country or area? I reckon that's hard on because I reckon. We're blessed, aren't we, being in Liverpool? You always do that. I reckon that's dead hard to compare yeah. going somewhere else and getting that same kind of vibe from people. I think in, in any inner city, you get that core element of people who are all right because yeah. they're generally yeah. not very well-to-do people. So yeah, yeah Liverpool can get a bad right. rap, can't it, as well? Because we are a friendly city, like. We are. When you you've know. got nothing, you rely on each other more. That's yeah. it, that's yeah. What and, and you lean on people a little bit more and you can kind of appreciate that a bit more, yeah. so... So, yeah, I reckon that, that's a hard one, that. Where I was talking about, then, where everyone's nice. So, like, when you come off, like, your trail, your mountain, wherever it may be. This is from experience the other day. I was out in Buxton, done a walk at Soldier, about the G-Dale stepping stones, and I get in the car, and no sooner have we got out to sort of countryside, it starts getting a bit snarled up, and the motorways, <laughs> I wanted to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just the capitate people. I was like, ah, oh, a lovely day, letting on to everyone. Then you get in the car, and you turn into a monster. <laughs> Takes about 20 minutes, and you realise yeah, yeah. it's just so, gone. But, but it, it, it generally, is... the, the hiking community, with this page that we've got, I was thinking when we were on our way down here, I don't think in the three years, whatever it's been, that we've had the page on, I don't think we've had one negative comment. And you know, when, when you build social media as quite toxic and yeah. the way we've been on there, I don't know if it's just the way that we're promoting the type of stuff we're doing, but we haven't had one negative comment, have we? 
not that I can think well, of anyway. It's funny you should say that because I remember being on Twitter the other week and you're scrolling through and there was one where it was a, a Scouse guy, guy with like a, a, a goatee and that. And um, he was basically ripping anybody who does this type of thing. Mm. So he was saying, all these knobheads who go up more farm and yeah, they're like, you know, yeah. I'm finding myself. I haven't done Charlie for... And I was like, do you know what, mate? If those people want to do that yeah. as their release and to get away from the general, you know, stresses of day to day, we'll lead them to it. Mm. Isn't that like a good thing to do and not to like be ripping people? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's a toxic side that we talk yeah. about, isn't yeah. it? i just ask you then, so you set the Instagram page up when and how fast did it build and how many followers have you got and do you link all this? Other, okay, so are there other rambling groups that you like team up with? So it was January 21 when we first started uploading pictures to it. But like, I'd say that the numbers we've got was a lot down to Paul. He's not with us today. He just went on a following rampage, to be honest. Oh, so, so went, he's alive, you know, you say yeah. he's not with us today. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah. He didn't fall off a cliff. He's on his, cal- no, he's on his coaching. <laughs> no, he's yeah. still on one of the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just clarify that he is alive and yeah. breathing. But he just went on a following rampage, to be honest. He was just going through Instagram, going through all the different accounts, interacting with that type of hiking stuff. And then a lot of the local Liverpool stuff, the lads and girls in Liverpool, we just went around following them. And then it just sort of Snowballed a little bit, then yeah. I think we're on just under 8,000 at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there or thereabouts, yeah. So, one other thing, just to come back to your point, Cugsy, is about that guy who's ripping people and all that. I know for time, like 20, 30, 40 years, kids from bad situations have been getting bussed out to go on walks and outdoor pursuits because it's good for the red. This is nothing new. It's just more prevalent now. People are learning about it through the social media's teaching. I'm just going to say, because like we've got all these outlets, like, you know, your Instagrams and you see the pictures. The thing is, it's aspirational. It probably uh, inspires more people to go and do what you are doing. I listened to um, the diary of a CEO. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Bartley. yeah. Yeah, and he... He had a guy on a brain guy talking about going out in green space and it's been proven that going out and exercising in green space improves your cognitive function. Obviously with like Alzheimer's and that as you get older and stuff, it, it helps towards that. There's like a spiritual element at the moment. We're all getting drawn to it more so. I think since COVID more so than ever, mm. we seem to have been drawn outside, don't we? Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I, you're saying about Alzheimer's. <clears throat> I know a story about a man from up by Coniston ways. Uh, must be into his 60s, I think. Now, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's pretty early. He walks up Coniston, old man, every day. And at first, his family were really nervous about him doing it. It's just it's ingrained in his memory, that same route that he takes every day. And he thinks about oh, so, so, some of the things that he says he forgets or he doesn't realise have even happened. Yeah, he can still go and do that. And his family have always been worried about him going and getting lost and not coming back. He's like, and it's that's like probably one of the only things he can, yeah, yeah. He can do yeah. and then not be a worry about it. Wow. And it's a bit mad, but like, yeah. I mad. think people, he's saying about people getting outdoors and it, and it helping them out and bring them, it's like a spiritual well-being. I think humans have always lived around by water and there's a thing about water being, being so good for, for your mentality that, it's not something I've ever paid attention to, but it's something I've definitely noticed when you're doing it. And it's only probably later on when you start reflecting on it, you go, oh, yeah, I thought that was all well, yeah. We're 90% but, but, water yeah. ourselves, aren't we? So yeah. we have got like some sort of link, link to, to it. it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your most dangerous sort of escapade, have you ever been lost or anyone got injured while you've been out on any of your bigger hikes? 
again, not one that I've been on, but they've uh, a couple of Paul and a couple of Andrew, a couple of the lads who've been out with us, they were on Glitter 4, is it? And they've, um, there was a long route to go back, or there was a route just to come straight down. And what they've done, they've decided to come straight down, it was snowing, it was heavy snowing that. They started sliding on the bums down, they've gone so far, boom, and then stopped themselves at certain points. So about three of them have got halfway down, one of the lads has come down, as he's slid and put his foot on the rock to stop it, it's loosened this boulder, next thing it's gone bouncing down, Oof. and they're all scattered a little bit further down, and it's literally bouncing, and they're watching it, and it's bounced one way, it's managed to miss the three of them. Wow. The prop, like, what whistle past the ears at one point, they were shaking, they were in a bad way. A fella at the top, they've scrambled back up and he said, I don't know how you've all survived that because wow. I was watching from the top, couldn't do anything about it and it was so close to it and a couple of you there. Wow, so that's, that's like something a... that would absolutely wipe it out there oh, as well. Yeah. 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 I, I've been themselves. Yeah, I, I, they were literally shaking. They were in a bad place after it. I've had a good few of them because I do a little bit more stuff yeah, like course, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, invariably, you tend to come The risk is higher, yeah. That, yeah. It's some really bad ones. Like you said about Hellville and I remember slipping on there. I was on it on winter conditions on my own. Do you want to... Probably one of my first wild camps, I think, that I've done. And yeah, I just slipped on some of the snow. I probably only sliding for about five seconds, but it felt like it was about half a it's minute. enough to just make you have a little cry, that, yeah. The axe was just going through the snow like butter, and I was going, oh, I need to stop here. We're experts at sliding down mountains yeah, yeah, on yeah, our backs. Obviously, being snowboarders. Yeah, yeah, I could tell you a story. So, you touched on wild camping there. Do you both wild camp? I've only ever done one personally myself. He's we done one, it's uh, St. Herbert Island, it's called in the Lake District, off Derwentwater. I yeah, was there today. Water. Oh, yeah? Okay, it was a nice. So, yeah, we, we ended up taking canoes with us. And we first went to a place called Black Moss Pot, which is just in the middle of the field if you've never been before. And then all of a sudden it just opens up into this, like a rocky formation, and there's a big deep pool in the middle of it. We went there first, done a little barbecue, got in the water, done a cold water swim, and then we drove up to Devon Water, got in the canoes, and we canoed across to St. Herbert Island. It was unbelievable. Again, I'd never have done it without them lads who've, you know... And you stayed on that island yeah, and overnight. So had all our tents and that, we got all the gear, uh, canoed across, set our tents up on there, a little fire. I don't think he meant to, to be honest, but I'm sure there was another couple of people on there. And, um, but it was an unbelievable, I remember just canoeing. I'd never been in a, a kayak before. So Is it like an inflatable yeah, number? Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. But I remember canoeing out and it didn't seem that far. But you know, you were canoeing for about 15 minutes, lucky you're still miles away. But I just remember stopping. It was like a summer's evening and just looking round at all the trees and that. It was such an unbelievable experience. to stop for a couple of minutes and nature. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just clear. Really I was just like, wow. But then we got a, got over there, we camped, had, had a few bevies and that. Woke and then it started absolutely belting down about midnight. <sighs> Nightmare. Never slept all night. But I had three inches of water in my yeah, tent because I didn't know how to send the tent up properly. And then we had to come back the next morning. Sodden, yeah. Sodden, yeah, yeah, soaking all of us. Like you've been in the summer, so. Yeah, so we had oh, a good and a bad part of it, but I'm sure Cash has done a load himself. Yeah, and I've dealt with all that bad weather, the rain, the, the, the no sleep. Once you get past it and you do a few of them, you can appreciate the good side of it and you just kind of take that as that's a given, that's always going to happen. And if it doesn't, it's, it's more a, bonus. a bonus. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, so like your baseline is, I'm going to get wet at some point, I'm going to be cold at some point, I'm going to be tired at some point. So if you don't get any of those three things, yeah, yeah. great bonus. So, so would, you, would you say oh. like your ability to adapt then, as you've done more than camper experiences or 
walking, then your ability to adapt has improved. Because you know Raimi is yeah. the guy who does what, like survival and stuff he was saying. The more you go out into nature, the more you learn how to respect nature and work it more. So would you say you can use your surroundings to your advantage now? 100%. Absolutely 100%. So I think that goes for anything I've done. Like the yeah. more stuff you do with anything, the more experience you get, better you're going to be. And it's usually because you can stop a problem before it happens. So yeah. like you'll get loads of people if you anything to do with the outdoors. Loads of people recommending you all kinds of gear, this, that and the other. Might be the best gear for them. Might, might be the worst for you yeah. I mean I've spent so much money getting stuff that I've ended up not using and I've either binned or given away because it was like just waiting for me mm. and I only I learned that a little bit too late to, to save me any dough really I spent loads of dollars stuff that I just didn't use mm. and it's like yeah you just start getting more, more experience with it and I think particularly I think the, the biggest thing with the outdoors is usually to do with the weather yeah. Yeah. people don't really appreciate people it don't country. respect yeah. it it's so changeable like I've been away to Keswick for the weekend and I was sitting outside last night having a brew looking at the stars and I said to the missus she was inside I said come out and look at these she came out had a look she went back in and if she hadn't been at that point it clouded over within 30 seconds all the stars were gone and then it snowed you know, it's like you could yeah. be halfway up a mountain when yeah. it happens and it becomes a dangerous situation. Exactly, it's not a yeah. piece of all down there. The weather changes shape. every 15 minutes. Yeah. Do you know, it's really, even on a summer's day, you think it's warm. And it, yeah. Do you read, because you're into the wild camping more so, do you read survival books? Do you watch any videos that give you any inkling on what you need to do? Or have you just sort of winged it all your life? I've kind of winged it. And then I think from that, you start developing an interest and maybe you'll start thinking of something that maybe you don't know or maybe you'll have some kind of experience where you think oh right, I, I nearly balls up there so yeah. after that you'll then go and check stuff yeah, out to, to just enhance from it yeah, if I know lads from what? Liverpool yeah. and it's yeah. just yeah. 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 Don't, don't worry about them, them instructions love I can, yeah. I can set this Ikea bed up not a problem yeah. collapses two days later <laughs> yes. so I know like you've been to loads of places if there was anywhere on earth that you could go where would you want to go to what intrigues you the most? Is this like hiking or just in general? I was going to say Scouse is going to say Amsterdam and that's no. not <laughs> Yeah, that's a hike. Yeah. I've, I've looked at Switzerland and you see some of the views in the place. Yeah, yeah. I used to play footy who actually lives out there now and he puts stuff up. Even when they're just going out on a day for a little walk, not necessarily they, they don't know big crazy hikes and stuff, but Switzerland looks out. We were the landscape's phenomenal. Yeah. We were there yeah. last year. It's yeah. wicked, yeah. yeah. I, I always like lowering the tone in the podcast, so... We done something called when nature calls okay. on the last podcast, but like I'm gonna change that up. When nature does call while while camping, what's the script? So if you need a number one, it's pretty obvious you could probably do that. What's the score with number twos? Oh, listen, I'm throwing it out there, right? I have never had this yet. It's it's gonna happen to you somewhere. You said that I've been doing it for about 12, 12, 14 years, something like that, and I've never had that. But Paul, the other lad. Oh, mate, you could sit here and do a podcast just all about that if you want. Yeah. Just one whole episode <laughs> on that. Yeah. So they're in etiquette. You know, do you, do you poo and throw a few leaves over it? Do you take one of these, like, you know, Do you bag it like potty? a dog? Yeah. Do you know what I'm People. So, so there is an etiquette whether people do it or not. It's common sense, but it, I think the code of doing it is supposed to be you're meant to do it like 100 yards away from any stream or something like that. And you are supposed to dig a hole and bury it back up. I'm in terms of you rushed and thought I would have time to dig a hole yeah. By the time it's done, maybe, maybe, done maybe you choose your spot and you find something like with a bit of a divot in or something like yeah. that but I know there was a big complaint 
during COVID that when people were going up that Snowdonia route, that people were just shouting at the side. <laughs> they weren't even out of eye line. It's just like people are dirty buggers. One of them. All right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Big steam. That looks like Ka- Karen curls them out like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's uh, good, but it's a good point, though, moving on slightly, is COVID's obviously, or the effect of the lockdown, we were all able to get back out there. More people than ever, it seems, are into this. Is that both a blessing and a curse because obviously the more people that like it, it's a good thing but the more people that like it there's only so many car parking spaces there's only so much room on the trails there's only so much capacity in these places because they are remote small places there's, there's a bit of give and take to that i think uh, our police are getting a lot busier as well <clears throat> but i know like that's a point about snowden but break making that a bit more serious on the on the back of the same point was all the rubbish and that that was getting left there, there was a massive explosion of people Particularly people who were trying to do wild camping, where we're saying they're about how the weather can change and you get in dangerous situations. People who've just gone, ah, been this, but like a little cheap tent, cheap gear, so they've been able to go. Mm. I'll leave it, shoddy. Just left it all on on the side of the way, wherever they were. And like locals, particularly in, in the lakes, there was a lot. And think about the places where people are camping, they're usually a nice spot. People aren't camping behind the rock. Mm. You can't see nothing. They're camping in a place that's nice where you've got a nice environment around, you've got nice views. And locals see that as you're spoiling it if you leave. Don't respect it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That idea of leave no trace. You literally you don't leave anything. Leave leave nothing but the footprints is the idea with that. That's one of the things that was a bad point from the explosion of people coming out of COVID. The flip side was great for a lot of people. A lot of people are experiencing it, seeing it. People who maybe wouldn't have been involved in it any other way got into it through that and love it and cracking on with it now. Yeah, that was a good byproduct of of the path. Of the pandemic, I'll say, say yeah. no more. <laughs> My like memory for dates and that's terrible, but one of the lockdowns we had, I think it was a November time, I remember getting in it, just a bad rut. I was up all night watching Netflix and wasn't really doing much, no exercise, and I didn't have feel my mood going. Fast forward to the January one, me and one of the other lads started getting into a thing. Now, I can't remember at the time, I'd be allowed to go out, but we were getting up early, six in the morning, and we were just going on walks, not really out the way, just local. We were going down to Crosby Beach, we were just doing, sometimes for a night, we'd just do like a 10 mile walk around Croxton and Kirby. And the difference you felt just after doing that, so the Ramblers page was up and running at this point, we'd always do a little live of where we were, but I'd never ever spoken on it. And I remember just being on Crosby Beach one day, and I was just thinking, how good it makes you feel. And I just, just done a quick live saying, you don't have to be going up mountains and, you know, doing all this kind of stuff, just get out to your local park. And it, it got a dead good response. We'd have people messaging in saying that half inspired me a little bit to get up and go out. It's just that thing that I think if you look at it sometimes people think we have to go miles, we have to do this, but just a, a local walk can be as good. Right, that you you know? raise a brilliant point there because it's Liverpool, you've said Crosby Beach, New yeah. Brighton, Crosby the, Al- Park by the Albert Dock, the Albert yeah. Dock, the waterfront's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's there and further out, like going into the the dream at St Helens on the former college. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's a nice, it's a well. nice walk, and it's, you don't have to go miles. You don't have to plan a big weekend in the lakes, do you? It's there for you. The outdoors is everywhere. Me and Paul done that dream. Uh, left us left us about half four in the morning in the middle of summer. Not last summer, the summer before it was. I think from our house it was about about a twelve mile walk. I think just went out and just done it. It's like cut across a golf course. Mm. No one's there. It, it was just. Dead still, dead calm, lovely and sunny. Mm. It was just a boss little morning. And then from there as well, you get, get, get some cracking views on there. Yeah. Take a yeah. little morning as well, the sunrise and that. So, 
I can tell by how he's run the page that the backbone of it is positivity, isn't it? So, anything positive you want to say before we, before we wrap it up tonight on this part? Just keep getting out. Yeah. Anyone wants to nominate and give us a shout? Yeah. Okay, so, what, so what's your handles? What, how do people what's get to treat you? The socials? What's, what is it? Okay, so it's um, at the Scouse Ramblers on Instagram. I think we have got a Twitter, the same, but I don't, we're not very, very active on that, so it's just the at the yeah, it's just at mainly the Scouse Ramblers. sort of Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh, sweet. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a box Amazing. page as well. I've been looking at it uh, today. Some of the uh, pictures are superb. Yeah. Amazing, thanks. brilliant, and well done, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, nice thanks thanks, thanks for coming on as yeah, well. Thanks so much, Sam. Brilliant. You're not getting away that quick. Now it's time <laughs> for Lost in Music. As per usual, guests go first. So, Luke, what was your track? And did it have any significance to why you picked it? No, it's just, I just like the song, to be honest with you. It's, I don't even know where I heard about them. Just about four or five years ago, just got into them, and that's probably my favourite one of theirs. And what is it? Shaking Off the Rust by the Blue Stones. So I'm shaking off the rust, and you've got no trust. It's in my head. So I'm shaking off I like the music discovery part of that because that's a snowboarding track for me that's going on my playlist because it just reminds you of that being out and yeah, you are shaking yeah. off the rust, aren't yeah. you? Whether you're outside on a mountain, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe it's subliminal, I don't know. Maybe that's in there somewhere. Yeah, and I, I, I like the art. Have you seen the artwork on it? Yeah, on Spotify with the little cogs stuff. and the brains and oh, all yeah, that. Some, yeah, some of their stuff on it's there. It's really good. Great. So, Luke number two. And that's not a wild camp on I'll do either. So, mine was The Coral, Dreaming of You. And it was literally the day before you actually asked me to throw this in. It just, it was my playlist flicking through and I come on I thought to start with the guitar the whole thing just a, a boss local band with a bo- you know a really good song yeah brilliant sweet talk with my heart when it skips a beat skips a beat I feel no Okay, choice. Love that one. Uh, Duffy, next. What have you picked? Um, oh, hold on a minute. Happy birthday, by the way. Commitment for you, Dad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Doing a podcast on your birthday. Oh, thanks very Love much. Love it. Scouse Ramblers as well. Yeah. So it is the Scouse Ramblers. We're just the gifts that keep on giving. Happy birthday, lad. Cheers, boys. They'll show you where to shit after the year. A special birthday divot in the garden. So ties in quite neatly with the, the second subject of the show it's motorhead the ace of spades oh, 
Didn't this used to be on a pot noodle advert? I don't know, but I remember it when they, uh, they played in the young one's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the station. Yeah. <laughs> it's get me pumped for so lucky of that, you know. Yeah, it's a belter, isn't it? Right, eh? Uh, <laughs> Cugs, come on. Uh, my choice is Tease Me by Chakademus and Pliers. Nah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a band called Jim. And I got onto an album As by in them. J- J- so right, I got yeah. onto an album by them last year. Got it like a little bit little bit funky, but also like a little bit seventies West Coast type music. So it's a it's a boss album I'd, I'd highly recommend it. And it's called Oxygen by Jim. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever vibe, this isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's part of um, Crazy Pete. Ah, right, okay. Great choice, Hugs. Young Jedi next, Flynn. Right, this one's from Avicii. It just reminds you of going out with me mates in the summer. And anyway, it's The Nights by Avicii. One day my father, he told me, son, don't let it slip away. To the end is all I heard him say. When you get older, you wild heart will live for younger days. Think of me if ever you're afraid. He said one day you'll leave this world behind. So live a life you will remember. My father told me. It's got a choice, Flynn. Right, I've got a, a couple here. I'm having a double header. I'm cheating this week. So I'd ramble on by Led Zepp. <laughs> As a tribute to you guys for coming on. That's a little present for use. And then um, this is one that we can all use, right? And it's by Mark Ribley, is it? He's off Instagram. Check him out. I'll put a link in our description when you listen to the podcast. And he's amazing. He turns up on street corners in America and, and starts knocking out tunes that he just Boss makes that. up himself. And he's got this one called Your New Morning Alarm. And I thought we could all use it on them four o'clock in the mornings when we're getting <laughs> up. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> if that came on at four o'clock in the morning, my mission is fucking killing me. <laughs> That's why you can get up though, really. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just got like the start ready for like, just get sticking up. a reel on Instagram, like, particularly a snowboard <laughs> and one as well. Loads like one of them where you get up rubbing your eyes and then it flips to that and you just go and down it, it'll yeah. break next speed. I don't think you'd be very happy with just waking up with this. No chance, no. Get up. 
YouTube から映画。あ、だけど。Hold on. I asked me how you were with that before. I'm going to set that as my alarm on my phone, just so you know you're going to hear that a lot. Just take their phones and change like your phone. The thing is, what you guys don't know is me and Flynn won't need an alarm because we've got Paul snoring. And that was lost in music. Come across something at the weekend. A friend was talking about their boyfriend had been on a, an online gambling site and won a hundred and fifty pound. All of a sudden, straight away, and thought that's a bit fishy, isn't it? And then they started to spend money. Then each week going on it, and they were a bit worried whether they were going to get hooked. And it got me into that whole gambling thing. So I thought of we're doing something on rambling. Let's do something on gambling and how. Disgusting it is, to be fair. And I thought we'd have a little ten-minute discussion on it with you guys, what your experience was. So just before we get on to the main gambling, I just want to say a little gamble I did today, and that gamble was going to take me car theory test. So a little dig back at Duffman, who said I'm only on my second um, driving lesson. I passed my theory test today. Well done, nice. So anyway, I'm one step closer to that Mustang in America. Yeah, Leonard Skinner on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Can I add an extra tune on today? Lost in music because what you've just said. Then there's cool. a tune called uh, "Rambling Gambling Man" by Bob Seger. Get that on. Yeah. Yeah. That, isn't it? So gambling, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Where were we? So, gambling, any experience of it? What you think over bookies and Oh my God, stuff it like... boils my piss. I don't think there's heroin and coke dealers out there that tell people this is not addictive. But if you look at the gambling industry, when the fun stops, stop. As if, oh yeah, I'll just stop then. There's, it's yeah, not when like, you're just about to yeah, lose everything. Yeah, I'll, stop I'll just it. stop now. It's like Siggy's have got a warning on, this will damage your health. Ale's got a warning on, this drink responsibly this can damage your health but gambling's shiny and fun and it's like the online bingo for people of a certain age or people who's at home the betting shops the, the way they draw you in with over you put a fiver on sheffield united to win four nil away at man city you you can win a thousand pound these are people who haven't got that and it's just it's entrapment and it's a highly addictive thing and they're just being allowed to run riot with the public I think they target the poorer areas as well. Where there's percent. more desperation, and I've got first-hand experience of that. When I move my business across the road, I've got a carpet flooring business, and when I moved it across the road, there was an application put in in our old building for a bookies. Now there's four big bookies probably within less than a hundred meter radius already, and one of these slot amusement arcades, like casino-y places. So I opposed it and it got to the echo and he named me and why I was opposing it and was sent a letter back from the council saying we're going to invite you down to oppose it and all that. Anyway, they didn't invite me down and just granted the license in the end and there's another bookies now on the shops. So there's more bookies than it is freaking services, I think. There's all kind of recourse there. They've said to you, Greg, come down and give us a bit of feedback on, on your why. Why does it matter when someone puts a couple of quid in front of no, them? No, exactly. And like where we are now, just up the road from here, I see an article must be about ten years ago now that that was one of the areas 
that had the most losses or gains for a, a bookie per head, per, per capita at that, at that area. And I found that nuts. So I was like, how do you like whittle the dance that one area? And then you look up there, you look how, how many bookies are on, on the little square up there. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. Um, so we've, we've both of us know uh, one of the lads who comes out pretty regular with us, and he's got himself in a bit over the years. He's like, God bless, he's all sorted now, and he's been really strong and got himself away from it. He's just stopped, but it's absolutely ruined his life and his family's life at stages. He, I think he just started with footy bets and all streets, and, and look personally, I have a footy bet every Saturday. Me and my dad will do a, a footy accumulator type thing between us, but I think. I'm in a position where I haven't got that addictive personality. I can just do £20 on a Saturday and not think about it, but there's so many people out there who they can't stop and they get themselves deeper and deeper and it's you know, like a, a vicious cycle. It's something that I just don't do. Even to the point of sometimes where I don't really understand. I hate people talking in work about like, oh, I've got like this hacker or I've got this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, that's just talking a completely different language. I mean, this is a fellow here who... Even like when it comes to like Grand National Day, everybody says like, oh, you've got to do a better on that. And I don't. Because it's just, it's not in that interest me. Yeah. I had a long, profound think about this at the weekend. And I was thinking, they're almost like the council and the government and that. They're endorsing child abuse, child neglect, stuff like that. You think about like people are chasing it because they've got no money to pay the rising costs in gas, electricity, whatever. And you think, well, if I win, you know, maybe I can have a bit of this or a bit extra of that. But it takes more food off the table. And then as a knock-on effect, you've got kids that are hungry, they're not clothed properly. Maybe the eating's not on in the house. You know, what is the knock-on effect? Because it's not good, is it? Let's be honest, it's quite heavy. It's a form of manipulation, though, isn't it? It's no one's fault because it's addictive. And when you see that big prize pot, you go for it because I know that if I started gambling I'd because I'm a little bit arrogant I go I'll put a little bit of money on there because I think I'm going to win it's just human psychology it's what you do so it's just it's manipulating people like you say in more deprived areas it's a point though isn't it when you think they're giving you something all the time it's coming at you if you watch a Premier League football game how many gambling adverts are going round the side of the pitch yeah how many times does Ray Winston come on or Peter Crouch at half-time saying, well, this is the latest odds for this and that? It's bombarding you. It's Look at that non-stop. point right there, what you're talking about. The fact that they can advertise on the telly. They revamp the shops all the time. The best of Everton tellies on the wall, best floor, and everyone's in uniform. It's ran like major money they're not putting anything back into the community it's just solid solid profits it's and, and it's off the most vulnerable people because you don't get people in, in affluent areas going in them bookies and spend the money or doing it online i think it'd be very very there i think if you look at, at the data that you'd probably be it well outweigh the areas of poverty to yeah. the more affluent areas massively massively out, outweigh it. and <clears throat> good point about it. there's a huge irony so football association will have their competitions sponsored by these companies. But the players, regardless of whether they partake in the betting or not, but the players themselves can't go and do advertising with it. So they can't, I'm a Edmonton fan, I know the story about Yeri Mina. He got, he done something for someone in Colombia as well, back where he's from. Yet the FA pinged him for that, saying, you've signed a 
contractual agreement to say that you won't uh, be sponsored by and advertise anything to do with this. All the while, they've got a cup competition sponsored by yeah. either gambling or yeah. their whole thing is sponsored by alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. Where they're saying, oh, you can't have alcohol and tobacco on yeah. your on yeah. your shirts no more, but we can have our competition sponsored by those very same things. Massive irony to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like the way the vapes are bubblegum flavour. It's mm. so in your face. You know it's there. They're not subtle about the fact that they, you get free tea and coffee in these shops. They give regulars like little boosts and free bets and stuff. Whoa. They know they've got them on the. It's terrible. It's the new offers that are the worst. Though like they'll be like a one to ten shot, mm. and they'll go, "Oh, by the way, you can put a maximum of ten quid on this if you're a brand new customer." Mm. But we'll give you ten to one. So you're looking at it, and you're going, "They're under quid there for something that I would only get eleven quid back for." Mm. Do that. There's your hook, line, sinker. Well, yeah. you think that's going to happen all the time, then? Yeah. I can only point to, I won't call them family because I don't consider them family, but my brother-in-laws, both of them are into the gambling. Neither of them have worked 25, 30 years, but yet they always had the money to go to the the bookies. It was only when my mother-in-law passed away and you seen bank statements, and she was bankrolling them on a day-to-day basis, like hundreds of pounds and that to me is where the core of how horrible gambling can be because it's not only affecting you but it's the reliance that you have on other people and like their sympathy towards you but that's obviously being because of the addiction to gambling so the answer is jib gambling and go rambling then isn't it (laughs) that's it so yeah we'll go to the social media now so our socials are the pod notes p-o-d-n-a-u-t-s and we're on Instagram and Spotify and thepodnotes at gmail.com if you want to speak to us there. Just could everyone do us a favour right now if you're listening on Acast or Spotify, just give it a pause a minute and press the follow button as well because that'll help with analytics and the growth which has grown really well and really happy with that you at the find moment. find us on Amazon Music as well, you know. Yeah, and, and Apple now. Yeah, so we are, we are starting to get out there. So, so we're Seeking out there. over the world. Yeah, so if you'd like to get in touch, you want to talk about the gambling, you want to talk about the rambling, drop us a message. And shout outs now, lads from the Ramblers. Would you like to shout out to Paul from the Ramblers? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they were going to slag you off, Paul. But yeah, just no, <laughs> <not> <laughs> one, one thing I'd like to mention is we're doing a. We've got a, a link on our page at the moment. We're going to be running the Liverpool Half Marathon, and it's going to be four weeks this Sunday. Go ahead. Uh, so we're doing that. We lost one of our close mates to suicide in April last year. So we're going to be running and raising money for the men's mental health charity. I think they've got, definitely got one in Liverpool, one in London, I think, called What's James, James Place. James That's Place. That's on Instagram yeah. and okay. stuff. It's, but we're, we're doing that on Paddy's Day, 17th of March. We'll add that to yeah. our social media as well for you. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little link then. There's a, a just given page. There's already quite a few people from the page have donated, which we're really appreciative of. But yeah, that. Brilliant. Uh, and if anyone is struggling, you can go back through our podcasts. We've had a. Uh, Mind moves mentoring, mental health guy, you can get in touch with him as well. So if you wanna he does some walks and goes out and does basketball for people and all sorts, he's he's a great guy, Keith Tomo. So uh, have a look through ours. There was one called Mind Moves, one of our podcasts. So if anyone is struggling, go and have a little listen to that podcast. It's it's really good. Yeah, I've got an um <clears throat> one that I think feeds into well to what we've been speaking about and certainly with suicide, gambling, how that affects people's mental health. Uh, there's an app called Hub of Hope. I don't know if anyone's ever come across it. I've seen, I've seen you post this on the yeah. social media. So, Hub of Hope was something that was born in Liverpool. Their Instagram handles Chasing Stigma. And 
there app, you, you can download it from the Play Store, you can go onto um, whatever the iPhone one is. Um, you can download it from there, and it's got loads of con confidential places that you can go to for help with every single conceivable thing you can think of that will go wrong with your own well-being. There is something on there, and it can pick up your location, or you can stick your postcode in, and it'll give you all the nearest ones, so like, straight away it'll drop on things like the, the closest Samaritan Centre, uh, all stuff like that. It's basically a library for where every possible bit of help that you can get is. That's and brilliant. I think when it was born, the idea was there was nothing like that. There was no true signposting. Like you, you could hit a few dead ends or you'd have to go to loads of different places. And if you're in a past, bad place and you hit a dead end... You're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Not even if you want to do it, yeah. you still won't because you'll. the idea is you want it to be very easily accessible to people, particularly if they're not in a good headspace. And that's that's definitely a good one to have. Like you jump on... And I download the link and say that I always throw it up on our page all the time. I always throw the link onto the Google Play Stocks thing. One person just downloads that. The scenario there where you've got a group of mates running a marathon to raise money for a reason that they shouldn't be doing it for. Yeah. Yeah, if we, that prevents that scenario just once. It's yeah, it's, we've had the same ethos with the pod. If one person, it makes a difference to the life, then it's all worth all this time and effort that we put in. And and it has, we know it's had profound effects. We've had a few messages over different subjects we've done. And it's really had an effect on someone, and it's great. And I love the way you guys are spreading the positivity, yeah. doing the charity work as well. Well, well done, guys. Yeah, nice I just want to say, uh, rest in peace to your mates. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. And um, just anyone who's struggling with the mental health, the main reason that we started this podcast was to build a community of people. So yeah. anyone that's struggling with the mental health, get in touch with us on email, and then say if you want to go rambling, if you want to get in touch with mind moves. We'll redirect you, give you the link to the socials and give you the link to the websites. You say about creating a community. I saw a video the other day. And I don't even know where it was on. It was just one of them random reels that are on Instagram that just pop up. And it was a teacher. I don't know if it was off a film or if it was specifically filmed. And he was holding out a glass of water and he said, this glass of water is a problem. And he said, I can stand here and I can hold this very easily on my own. don't need any help off no one. He said, if I stand here and hold this glass of water all day, it's going to get heavier and heavier and heavier. And eventually, it's going to start weighing me arm down. Now, if I come and ask someone to come and help me with it, they'll lift it back up and it doesn't feel heavy no more. It was a metaphor for having problems and being able to speak and the idea of having a community, particularly if it's people who have shared the same problem. Yeah. So you get these groups, yeah. in particular, like anything that's any form of anonymous group. You can confide in one another because you know that that person's gone through it with you as well, so you can yeah. both bounce off on yeah. each other and lean on each other for it. Million percent. So get walking and get talking is, the, is yeah. the answer yeah. to life, isn't it? Well, brilliant, lads, and thanks a lot for coming in tonight. Thanks, 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 thanks for having us. Cheers. So I'll, I'll give a shout-out to my other half. It's a birthday on Friday. So uh, happy birthday, Dan. No, it's and not. It's because it it's Valentine's Day, you pussy. No, it's not. <laughs> Valentine's Day can fuck off. <laughs> Flynn, I have got a few. Obviously, Jimmy Allen, Shane Wilson, Susie Murray, Al, Jane Allen as well. Thanks for your support. Yeah. yeah. I saw so, a message on Spotify off of yeah, there as well. And obviously to my lovely wife, Lisa, for the fantastic weekend I've just spent in the Lake District. A lovely surprise. So uh, thanks very much, baby. Yeah, usual suspects. Sports to podcast. Jay and Jay Kendall. Anthony Baxter. David Ashton. He's doing massive photos on Facebook. Well in Dave. And Lisa I'd, Williams. Yeah, Lisa Williams. I'd like to say a big shout out 
to the scouts in the van, but he's on his own now, Mick. Yeah. And he's gone on a big journey. Yeah. It's, it's singular, it's not plural, though. He's got to change yeah. that handle. He's been on a big journey for about a week and a half out of Scotland, and he's kept me thoroughly entertained. I must admit, it's funny. It's He's put himself out there, warts and all, and he's really entertained me. I can't lie. At first, I thought, is he going a bit off the deep end? But no, he's reined it in. And I tell you what, that's off to you, Mick. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Keep me laughing. And that was the Pod Notes. Thanks, everyone. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wake up, bitch, get up.